0: hello everyone and welcome back to perform talks i'm your host bethany and before we get on with today's show i just want to let you guys know that our free monthly online performing arts magazine is now available to download all you need to do is head to pamag.co.uk or you can follow the link in our show notes to download your free copy of performing arts mag don't forget if you love these episodes please head to itunes to leave us a review All reviews help us get noticed by more performers and help get more free information and industry insight out there to help as many people as we can. A huge thank you for your support, and without further ado, let's get on with the show. Today I'm delighted to be joined by Fanula Milligan, and Fanula is a creative and makeup artist and is actually a very, very good friend of mine, so I'm delighted to be able to bring her on the show. How are you, my lovely? Are you okay? Okay
1: really good thank you um bit nervous but excited but yeah really good
0: I'm so pleased to have you on thank you so much for giving up your time to come on today no
1: thank you for having me thank you for asking me it's uh it was a shock but it was a great shock so <laughs>
0: yeah oh I'm so pleased to have you on for all the listeners at home please can you tell them a bit about who you are and what you get up to
1: So I am a trained musical theatre performer. I went to SLP college for four years and I also do costume for film and TV and I'm a self-taught makeup artist.
0: That's incredible and she is honestly so talented guys and I'm going to be sharing how you can follow her and keep up with her work throughout the episode but Fanula is absolutely incredible. And um, one of the things that strikes me is, you know, you've done all the training, you've gone into this world, and you've taught yourself skills that then accompany what you do. So how has linking the two worlds for you been? Obviously, the being the creative and the performer in front of the screen, but then being the creative behind the screen as well. How has that worked?
1: So it all started actually when i was younger i my dad is a costume designer so he's like hod of a department and um i used to go to work for him all the time i'd play school holidays anything saturdays he was having to do something on saturday i was like can i come with you and he was constantly buying for characters or going somewhere to get something made for a character and I'm obsessed with shopping, so I used to love going along with that. I'm like, yeah, I'll come and shop with you for a character. And then it just developed, um, and I'd go into work more. And as I got older, I started working for him. I did my first job on a TV show called Heaven when I was 16 years old. Um, And then it's kind of developed through that. I always wanted to be an actor, through watching actors when I was at work with my dad and then it was always like a kind of oh well this can be my backup for if acting or performing doesn't work because I used to love what my dad did as well.
0: That's amazing and when you started doing this costume and uh, makeup and everything how did you did you find it what was like the biggest shock for you going into that world from performing
1: um you, see I I never really had any shocks from, from it because I grew up around it nothing was ever shocking I think well what I used to find shocking is people who would come from uni or people who had never been around it before and how like different they would act on like and not really amazed but like they'd be starstruck by it all and it's like what this is this is my normal life um I guess probably one of the biggest thing is I'm looking after actors instead of being like an actor looked after um because it is very different being on one side of the camera to the other um but I I think because I was younger growing up all around this, it, it didn't really shock me as much, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah, no, it absolutely makes sense. I mean, it, it was, you know, what you, you grew up with, so it's just the the norm, but I suppose in the very best way. I mean...
1: Yeah, it was completely normal. Like, walking... Like I, my dad did Coronation Street many, many years ago, and I'd go in with him and... um Michelle Keegan, who I'm currently working with at the moment, but it was her first job, was Coronation Street and my dad was the his, her first costume designer that she worked with and um, he was like, oh this is Michelle she's playing Tina and I'd be like, hi! Not just normal.
0: Yeah, not recognising who they were. I suppose growing up with it as well, you're kind of um, less aware of the um the difference, I think, you know, they're obviously normal people, but as we get older, um, it's a rare occurrence, isn't it, meeting yeah. these people in people's normal lives. So being able yeah. to work alongside them, people view... I mean, I remember I was saying the other day to someone that, you know, I'd seen someone on set um, that was, you know, quite famous, and they were, like, starstruck that I'd been in the presence of them. <laughs> I'm like, they are normal people. Um <laughs> but yeah I think from you growing up with it I suppose it was just the complete norm
1: yeah it was it was just so normal for me to meet it was just like meeting someone at school or meeting any teacher or meeting a family friend they're just a person
0: yeah and And I suppose that that is a, a huge um benefit to you as well because it just means you can keep really cool and calm where some people might be like oh my god and fall apart a little bit because they're like, oh my God, I'm in the presence of this. I've got to work to a certain level because of them. You know- Don't get me
1: wrong, if I ever worked for like Meryl Streep, I would be like (laughs) falling off over, like I would not be able to breathe, hyperventilating. Same goes for Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan. Like, you know, I thought, oh God, oh God.
0: I don't think you'd be the only one, I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you'd be on your own there. Oh my goodness, that's funny. But okay, there's one or two people that would phase you in the business, but other than that, you're as cool as a cucumber. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um so, um when you're on set and you're working with people either in costume or in makeup, um what are some of the things that performers do? That maybe help you or hinder you and make your job harder? What can people do to make your lives easier?
1: Um, for costume it's staying in their costume. There are a lot of people, if they don't like their costume or it's too hot, um, will take a layer off and put it down somewhere and that's when things go missing. And uh, there'll be a couple of of us running around, set trying to find said costume piece. Um, to be honest, though, like performers and actors, they're quite they are quite good at like if if they've got their chair and everything. Most of the time, if something's taken off, it's on the chair, so it's it's around. Um, I don't really. I don't really know what else. Like,
0: does it does it help when um, people come in? You know, if they've been told to come in for a certain day for filming, and they've not been told that there is going to be a makeup artist on set, does it help if they come in with a base layer, or does it not help you at all with things like that? Do they better just come natural? What What do you prefer
1: for makeup? It's just coming complete, completely natural. Um, If you have, obviously, a set skincare routine, then do the skin, your morning skincare, but um, completely natural is best for us so we can just start with a blank canvas and work from there.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's... um, Is there things that people can do when, you know, they're in the chair? Is there something that they can do to help you? Is that, you know... Do you often find that people are quite rude, or most of the time they're really lovely and really helpful and want to help and things like that?
1: You know what? When a when an artist sits in the chair, it's like they have been given truth serum, and it becomes that that anything can come out of their mouths, and um, there's no holding back sometimes. It's, it's quite interesting to get to hear some very interesting stories and some, uh, some interesting things, let's say
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, it is when you're getting your makeup done, I found it's like a very therapeutic thing to be sat in a chair and have people who genuinely care about what you look like fussing over you. It's lovely, but it I does make you really like relaxed.
1: relaxed. Yeah, I think it's like so relaxing. Just um, I've had my makeup done before, and I just I just remember being sat there, just thinking, oh yeah, I could actually go to sleep while this is being done. This is quite nice and relaxing. Um, I think some some people like it more than others. There's some artists who don't like being fussed with.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: have get what they need to do, get it done, and. Just want to be left alone. And that's fine, that like everyone's different. And um you learn to read the room and you learn to read a person uh better when you're working with such different people and different characters. Mm,
0: that's really interesting. And when you're because obviously when you're an actor, you're constantly hustling. And I suppose it's the same when you're a makeup artist and making connections with people. Is that a big thing that you have to do on every project?
1: So, um, I think it's yes and no. It's it's more just about reading someone. If you can read their body language, if you can read how they are with you, and just reading the room if that person said artist is over in the corner going over lines you you don't want to go and do um we have a thing called checks if you if you are on set then the first ad will call checks and that's when you go and check to see how they're looking or how they are if they need anything and um that's when you would go to artist if then you could have another artist who is sat with you talking to you and you could just do their checks there and then because they want to be with you they don't mind about if being faffed with or whatever they don't that's not a problem to them but especially method actors they don't like to have all all loads of people around them they don't like the whole faffing situation and they just want to be left alone really
0: mm. That's really interesting. I didn't think about that because different performers have different ways of preparing before they go on and that can be really integral for their performance as well. So I suppose it is a lot of reading the room and understanding who you're working with and who, you know, the director wants to be to be on. I suppose you have to kind of navigate that, that difficult ground between... Getting, not disturbing their work but also getting what needs to be done
1: done. Mm-hmm. it's uh, it, it is very interesting and it's great you, it's something that you learn through working on different uh, projects and working with different people um, I'm currently working on a TV show called Brassic at the moment on season four of Brassic and I'm in the costume department and I'm looking after an actor called Joe Gilgan who was in This is England Um, It was on Emmerdale many, many years ago. And he has days where he doesn't like to be faffed with. And so if something I I do need to do is checks and I need to slightly change his costume, I say to him, would you mind tucking this necklace in or can we just make sure your collar's pulled right out? And he's just like, yeah, sure, and sorts it out himself because he doesn't want me hands-on, like fiddling with him, basically, which I think is completely fair and completely understandable. And I'm happy to let him just sort it out and I'll just be there to monitor it.
0: So I would love for you to give us some top tips. I know you're a self-taught makeup artist and your work is absolutely incredible. Like I cannot say oh, it enough, yes. um, your makeup is astounding. Do you have any tips for performers when they're doing their makeup? Is there anything you'd say if they're going in front of a camera What are some top tips that you would recommend they do?
1: Practice. Always practice. It doesn't you can, you could be done the look 10 million times. You could be going to to an event where you've done your everyday makeup that's a little bit more glam, like loads of times. But that particular day that you need to do it, something might just go wrong and you might not can't put your finger on it or you've forgotten to put a product on you've forgotten to put your primer on you something you've missed out a product on your skincare which just preps your face for makeup like and something it's not looking right it's not feeling right so I would just say practice and giving yourself enough time never ever rushing Yes. Rushing like the makeup or the process of it if you have an event in the evening at nine o'clock start getting ready at four <laughs> <laughs> give yourself the time
0: that's really great advice I always find myself like oh I've got two hours I'm fine and then you'll be surprised how quick two hours goes when did that time go
1: it's especially yeah it's especially as like you you might have like have had your lunch or whatever and you're like oh yeah it's okay I'll start getting ready in like two hours then you forget that you probably want to have a shower and wash your hair and like put some chilled music on and just kind of calm like calmly get yourself ready and so really you need to start a good 5 hours before the event to like just get the whole prep done
0: How do you think, have you got any tips on making makeup stay on? Because I know for me, that's one of the biggest things I find. I apply it, I'm ready to go. By the time I've travelled to set or whatever, if I need to do my own makeup that day or if I've got, you know, like a commercial or whatever, and I need to do my makeup first, like by the time I get to set, I'm like, where's it all gone? It's
1: gone. this, This completely depends on what kind of skin you have. And there's something that everyone always forgets is every six years, your skin changes. So you could have the oiliest skin and in six years time, it won't be that oily and it might be dry. And so I don't think people realise that you have to keep changing your makeup products and the products that you use and the way you do your makeup because it won't stay, it won't look the same. Um, I love a good moisturizer and a good primer because that like sets the face ready for it's like your foundation and it gives it like a nice grip um there's a great primer by milk cosmetics and it's the hydro grip primer and it's the best one of the best things i've ever used because it goes slightly tacky and it just makes your foundation stick to your face um Another thing is a really good um, setting powder, translucent setting powder, and a setting spray. Now, Crayola do the best setting spray I've ever used. It's called Fixing Spray, and it looks like it's in a hairspray bottle, and it looks like hairspray, but it's not. And it's the most amazing thing. I That's the one thing I can recommend to anyone is that. It's great. crayolin I think the brand's called it's in like a blue bottle crayolin fixing spray everyone needs it everyone needs it and I'm not sure why it's not spoken about more because it's amazing
0: I am so pleased you brought that up because I bought a setting spray not that long ago I swear to god it does nothing so I really
1: (laughs) there's so many of them that I, I think they're just water I don't think they do anything and there's um there's just a couple I mean mine is Obviously, Crayola and Fixing Spray, but there's a couple that are really, really good. Um, What's the other one that I use? I used it yesterday. I think it's Elf. It was in a little bottle. And the NYX one I've got here, actually, Matte Finishing Spray is a good one as well
0: super and when you're going in for things on tv and film i always find like the more neutral and the more natural the better because everything shows up on camera are there any products you like do not use them if you're coming in just don't do it
1: um contour sticks okay yeah i don't use them anyway but yeah i can understand that (laughs) um and and to be honest false eyelashes uh there's a misperception that the glam makeup is like the look that everyone like should be wearing and everything and on on screen that's like it's what you should wear and it's it's just not like actually it's more the like the bit of a blush and like a little bit of a chisel but not like contoured and false eyelashes you can you can just tell when someone
0: is wearing false
1: eyelashes because because of the uh the band yeah yeah
0: and And what do you think to obviously there's more things that are happening nowadays with like eyebrows being microbladed on and tattooed on and things and um eyelash i can't remember what it's called but you know when they like implant the eyelash
1: (laughs) Oh, eyelash extensions.
0: That's the and one. You- there we go. I'm clearly not very good with this kind <laughs> that- of stuff. But how how is that is that are you seeing that affect like the industry are people coming in with it? Or do you reckon it's like it's not a good thing to have so people are steering away? What do you think?
1: Um, I don't see as many like main actors or actresses with um tattooed eyebrows or eyelash extensions unless it is for a particular part um everyone's brows are different and of course if you if you have unfortunately you don't have as many eyebrow hairs as some people don't they do get um microbladed in like the thin lines to make it look like they do have eyebrow hairs i think that's perfectly fine i'd I've only seen a couple of tattooed eyebrows. I personally don't like them. I think they look quite like blocky, um, but that's just my personal opinion. Again, someone might get them done for a different circumstance. You don't you don't know people's uh, background and history, so it's hard to really say. There might be a reason why they have them done, but um, a lot of actors and actresses don't actually have. Um, like tattooed or microbladed eyebrows, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, uh, I th- I think mean, if anything, they just kind of get them like HD brows or laminated. But I think when you go into being an, an actor or an actress or in the acting profession, you know, you kind of know that like you can't. Your look is how you look. So the more natural you are, it you. It's more for like us to play with. Mm. So if someone came in who already had like, because you do know you can get like tattooed lips.
0: I did no, I was not <laughs> unaware of that. But wow! So you
1: can get you can get like tattooed lipstick, tattooed eyeliner, you can get your eyebrows tattooed on. um So I think that like they're aware that once you have that, obviously unless you want to go through the pain of getting it lasered off, it's there so and it it will change your look like you see girls on nights out like how they do their eyebrows to how they look like would have them without any makeup on it's completely different so for for someone if you come in as a, like as as natural as possible it's a blank canvas for us so we have a lot more to play with
0: yeah absolutely I mean I got a casting breakdown the other day And it said, if you've got tattooed eyebrows, please let us know before you come because we will not have you on set due to it being hard work for our makeup artists. And I thought, Uh I'm going to have to shout with Fanula about this because it was such a, like, it was like they wanted to protect their makeup artists and not have to put them through all the work. And they were like, it's going to cause a lot of hassle for our makeup team. So please let us know and we'll release you from the job.
1: I think the with was it a period
0: thing you were doing um no it wasn't actually I have had it on a period one before and I kind of understood it um but for this one it was about like different looks and things through the ages so I think maybe they just sent the breakdown out to everyone um Mm. but I don't know whether that was something to do with it
1: I think mainly for like period um dramas and films they definitely I mean, I couldn't even go for a role on a period film or drama because I have, like, bleached blonde hair. It's not a natural hair colour. Um, it is it is very strict, and I think it. I don't want to say it's getting stricter, but I think it might... It's, like, with when it comes to, like, tattooed brows and tattooed lips and stuff, it's just a bit more hard work for us because then we'd have to tone it down. And... An eyebrow, when they are drawn on, stand out. And I guess when you look at natural eyebrows, they don't, you can see them, but they don't stand out as much. And personally, I think like, there's, a, there's a reason for that. Like, you're not meant to have one feature that is like, boom, in your face. And I think with tattooed brows, especially on screen, I think that's quite boom in your face and it's probably the it'll be the first thing that an audience's eye would go to instead of watching the actor you'd be like oh look at her brows yeah and that's not necessarily something you'd want because when we've all done it when we've watched something and we've gone oh look at that and our eyes just focused on it
0: mm. yeah you can't help it can you you're trying to look at the performance and then you're like but there's that and it's like
1: and you try you try look like, anywhere else and you're just like I, my eye is just drawn to this one thing and I I guess that's definitely not what they want especially if you are a background artist if you're in the back of a shot but like can be seen you you you're not meant to take anything away from the main performers you're just there is like to be there and make things look more busy or make it look a certain way and, it's if you've got tattooed brows you're taking everything away from that performer because your eyes i will be drawn to them
0: yeah that's really
1: interesting
0: i'm really glad i got your opinion on that because i was like i wonder
1: why you think? <laughs> that's my opinion i so someone else might have a completely different opinion on that <laughs> and they might be like completely disagree with that. Vanilla girl no 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 <laughs> but that's my opinion on that
0: Super. Um, Well, what I would like to ask you is because I always talk on my social media platforms about people using social media to their advantage and using it to showcase their skills and their work and what they're up to um, as a way of connecting with people, as a way of getting their work out there. And you have done exactly that. So please, can you tell us a little bit about your your tiktok is thriving (laughs) and i saw you come up on my phone for you page the other week and i was like it's (laughs) a that's what we like yes um so i have a tiktok account um i'll do a little plug
1: here at mila underscore milligan if you'd like to follow it's great
0: do follow her (laughs) she is exceptional (laughs) and there's like so much great content on there as well like there's like beautiful glamorous looks and then there's like the opposite end of the spectrum with like fake blood and gore and it's (laughs) it's hideous to look at but it's like incredible it's amazing (laughs) i've total respect because i'm makeup is not my forte i will happily admit that it's taken me years of practice to get it to like a good face every day to a good level do you know what I mean so anyone that can do that and has the patience that I also do not do that then I have total respect for so please talk about your TikTok
1: fun fact I actually nearly didn't make a TikTok and um I I thought it was kind of childish I'm not gonna lie I it was um in January, well, my sister had it. My sister, it started TikTok. If anyone doesn't know, started off as Musically, um, another app, and then it they rebranded and changed the name and made it a lot better. Apparently, Musically was quite crap. Um, oh, sorry, I- You.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Don't worry. You can say that. <laughs> <laughs> um. And um.
1: Yeah. Um, my sister said she came to my room it was like December, like Christmas time, not, it was like, I think it was like December 19, 2019, and she was like, oh yeah, it's now TikTok, I'm gonna do TikTok, do you want to learn a dance? And I was like, yeah, okay, if, sure, and um, we were doing this dance, and we're actually, out. I'm not gonna lie, I quite enjoyed it, and I had quite a lot of fun, <laughs> and I started really, really enjoying it, and I was like, Flora, do you want to make a do you want to do a tiktok dance and she was like why don't you just make your own tiktok and um i didn't for ages i was like no 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 i'm too old too old um i was only 24 at the time (laughs) maybe 23 i can't remember but um and i did in the new year she was like i've had enough of you using my tiktok account to do these dances and make these videos like make your own and I made one. And then I was like, what What do I do? Like, what should I do? And um, she said to me, you should do your makeup. And by this point, it wasn't really a, me doing makeup wasn't really a thing. Um, I just did the occasional kind of face paint. I didn't have any of the makeup stuff behind me that I have now. I didn't have a vanity or anything. I um, just had my couple of everyday bits and a box of face paints um and I made a video from using a video lots of videos that I'd taken on Halloween of 2019 and it was like taking off the makeup and it went like not really viral as people call viral but at the time I was like oh my god I've gone viral I'd like 30,000 views or something I was like I'm viral yay and um Flora was just like you should I was doing like other stupid silly videos because why not I didn't just pass in my time and she said no you need to start doing makeup and do it properly and we were in lockdown at the time so I started doing it and it was like May to 2020 May last year that I properly started like getting into it and um I knew I'd. I don't know how. Like I'm, I must have, like in the past, watched so many like make like makeup videos for like SFX makeup stuff. And um, could, but I don't remember. I really don't remember watching them. But I just kind of knew how to do it. It was really weird because I'd bought some liquid latex, and I was like, oh yeah, put it on, let it dry, I can pull it back, I can make it look gross and had some fake blood from like halloween <laughs> a couple of years ago and i was just doing doing bits and then bought more makeup this is when spending exceeded during lockdown and i was just spending money on makeup and i had boxes and boxes from beauty bay and morphe and tilt makeup company um, they're all coming and just full of SFX makeup stuff and it kind of took off from there really and did my first series which was Disney villains um and then that went pretty crazy and I just remember waking up one day having I had 5,000 followers when I went to bed and I woke up and the next day and I had like 13,000 and I was like what is happening And it's just gone like skyrocketed from
0: there. And how many do you have now? Can you remember off the top of your head?
1: (laughs) I have 313.5 thousand.
0: I mean, that is incredibly (laughs) impressive. And I love that it just like started from like the pure basics and it wasn't even on your mind. And then because you took the opportunity to like showcase your work, so much has happened
1: for you, Literally, from that? I, um, my, so my mum and dad for years have said, you need to, you, you should do makeup, you should be a makeup artist, you should do makeup. And then years and years and years ago, I said to my mum, oh, I think I'd like to be a makeup artist. And this was like before all like SFX stuff and before like thinking, obviously there's always been makeup artists in TV, but before she didn't think I meant that. She thought I meant like being just a makeup artist that get girls in for like a night out and do their makeup and stuff or do bridal makeup. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing that at all. Anyone out there who's doing that, absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. But I'd gone from wanting to be an actress, because i wanted to be an actress since I was 10, I'd gone from wanting to be an actress and having like really high ambitions for myself for then suddenly dropping down and just being like, I'm I'm going to be a makeup artist and I think my mum was just more like what's happened to your ambition like let's get back up into the ambition and she was like no you don't want to be a makeup artist you want to be an actress remember and I was like yeah mm, okay and then it went back to being an actress and then all I wanted to be was an actress and I think because of that I was kind of put off the, the thought of being a makeup artist and it just never really crossed my mind and then for years they were like you should be doing makeup I think you need to I think you should be doing makeup are you sure you want to go into performing arts? Like, you're just so good at makeup and I was like no makeup is a hobby if if I did this full time I wouldn't enjoy it I wouldn't like it because that was back when there wasn't the apps that we have now there wasn't social media like we have now so it was a very very different thing um and now i'm not gonna lie i can't really imagine what my life would be without doing makeup
0: <laughs> it's incredible and i love that because i talk about this all the time like using the platforms to your advantage and you've done just that and it's just happened for you and i'm so so happy for you
1: oh thank you so much
0: oh uh, please plug your tiktok again everyone follow fanula on tiktok
1: okay so my tiktok is at fanula underscore milligan i do have a hard name um to spell so i will spell it it's at f-i-o-n-u-a-l-a underscore milligan which is m i l l i g a n,
0: and we'll also make sure that we put the um this the TikTok username in the show notes so that you can follow Fanula. So if you are worried about spelling or anything like that, you can just head to the link in our show notes and her handle will be there. So you can go over and follow everything that she is up to. Fanula, before we finish, I've got a question that I ask to every single person who comes on the show. Um, What is your advice for aspiring performers?
1: Um... I guess don't give up and don't stick to one one string on your violin keep adding more strings I am a trained musical theatre performer I am a self-trained makeup artist I'm a trained costume standby for film and tv um I'm a trained bartender, I can make cocktails. I am also a trained barista. I can make coffees, I can get a job in Costa and be perfectly fine. I think the more uh, talents or the more things that you do outside of just performing, it's gonna help you in so many ways. And if performing is really, really what you wanna do, whether it be on stage or a cruise ship or on film and TV, um, the more what are they called? The more like independent oh my gosh, what is the word? My mind is I don't know like, what word act- you're
0: thinking of. I'm so sorry, That's my lovely.
1: It, <laughs> but like do you know when it's like do you know when you're like, oh you're an actor, but like all the um the things underneath that you like tick that you like, oh yeah can I, I can ice skate. Oh your this. special
0: skills and things on your C V and bit. things.
1: The more special skills you have the better, do not like just confine yourself to just being an actor, like you're going to open so many more doors from being someone that's like yeah I can act but you know I can also ice skate and rollerblade and horse ride and oh actually I did a stunts course and that's the same for dancing, don't just confine yourself to dancing if you are a dancer like get get the skill in every single style of dance go do a pole class pole fitness i know some people feel like pole dancing is very taboo but i think it's a skill that a lot of people should have now because on um, cruise ships there's all the aerial work if you do pole dancing you'll then maybe go on to do aerial hoop or uh silks and i think the more special skills and special talents you have the better and just believe in yourself
0: That's amazing advice. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and have a chat with us and share all your insight on the industry with our listeners. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you
1: so much, Beth. Thank you for having me and for asking me. I'm still so really excited about it all.
0: It's such a pleasure to have you on. So a massive thank you, Fanula. A massive thank you to everyone for listening at home. I've been your host, Bethany Unwin, and this has been Performer Talks.